So, you were saying... Look, look, I'm really enjoying praying, Lord, but I don't have all day, you know, and there's... <laughs> I can fix that. What? Nothing. Go on. Okay. All right. Uh, I forgot where it was. Give us this day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Give us this day our daily bread. You could use a little less daily bread, actually. God, that is so mean. Not really. Did you know that half my people eat less meat in a year than you had for breakfast this morning? Well, when I made breakfast this morning, I didn't realize Actually, that... I made your breakfast this morning. Well, yeah, yeah, but I didn't mean it literally. I did. Look, do you want me to provide your daily bread or not? Well, yeah. Or, no, I don't know. It's just a metaphor. No, it's not just a metaphor. Here's what's on the menu today. I'm going to give you a half hour of juicy Bible study, thanks to your paper not being delivered this morning. You did that? Yep. And a whole evening to feast on the love of your family. You canceled the church meeting that I was supposed to... You're welcome. And for dessert, I'm providing 130 extra dollars in your checking account, which you spent on junky snacks last month, for the world hunger organization of your choice. All that, just for me. Just for you. Really, God, you shouldn't have. Oh, yes, I should. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. Maybe you were... When these things are being passed out, I got a special one so you can see it. That you would, uh, you were even asking, what is this? It's not communion Sunday. What are we supposed to do with it? Well, if, if you said, what is it? You got it right. What is it? Is what it is. Don't worry, this isn't Abbott and Costello, who's on first, what's on second. But that's what manna means, what is it? Represents God's provision for our daily bread, literally. For what we need for life, God provides. Now, let me, the uh, ushers have asked me to be sure to tell you to eat it, um, take it home with you, go plant it in your garden, do whatever you want, but just don't leave it here. And certainly don't Squish it uh, in the, uh, the carpet. The passage that we're going to look at, it's not going to be on your screen, but it is in your Bible. Exodus chapter 16, starting uh, with verse 1, it's page 55 in your pew Bible, which is the events, the story of God... Providing the manna, the what is it, the literally the daily bread for God's people. Exodus chapter 16, 
starting with verse 1. And I'll read almost the whole chapter to get the full flavor of our bread. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you again for your word that is written, for the events that you have passed down to us with your inspiration, with your wisdom, passing down what we need to be reminded of, to learn from, to grow in you. Open our ears, our hearts, our very soul to you. In Jesus we pray. Amen. The whole congregation of the Israelites set out from Elam, and Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. So we're you know, about 45 days or so from when God split open the Red Sea and rescued Israel from slavery in Egypt. The whole congregation of the Israelites complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you. And each day the people shall go out and gather enough for that day. In that way I will test them whether they will follow my instruction or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because He has heard your complaining against the Lord. For what are we that you complain against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening, and your fill of bread in the morning, because of the Lord has heard the complaining that you utter against him, what are we? Your complaining is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the Israelites, Draw near to the Lord, for he has heard your complaining. And as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the Israelites, they looked toward the wilderness, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the complaining of the Israelites. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted, there on the surface of the wilderness was a fine, flaky substance, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you needs, and omer to a person according to the number of persons, all providing for those in their own tents. The Israelites did so, some gathering more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, those who gathered much had nothing over, and those who gathered little had no shortage. They gathered as much as each of them needed. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over until morning. But they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it until morning, and it bred worms and became foul. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it as much as each needed. But when the sun grew hot, it melted. 
On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, two omers apiece. When all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake and boil what you want to boil, and all that is left over put aside to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until morning as Moses commanded them. And it did not become foul, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find in it, it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, and they found none. The Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and instructions? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you food for two days. Each of you stay where you are. Do not leave your place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called it manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Moses said, this is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations in order that they may see the food with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put an omer of manna in it and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the covenant for safekeeping. The Israelites ate manna for 40 years until they came to a habitable land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Give us this day our daily bread. Praying just for bread. Is that okay? Just pray for bread? I think so. I think that's why we have this story of Israelites in the wilderness, God providing their daily provision. And it's why Jesus makes this the first basic petition. To say, yes, it's okay. It's it's okay to pray for real, physical needs. God knows that you need them. Jesus says that over and over again. He knows what you need even before you ask Him. And He instructs us to pray for those basic things. God is not just our spiritual God. God is our everything God. Some people have asked me, you know, well, what should I pray for here in this given situation or here? And I'm like, you know, pray for what you want. Go ahead. As I've said many times, God doesn't hear the words of our mouths. God hears the words of our hearts. So we might as well go ahead and be real between our heart and our mouth. And cut out the middleman and make it plain and simple to simply ask God for what we want, for what we think we need. Because that's what God hears anyway. But then, once we do that, we do need to keep our eyes open and our ears open to listen to God's response. And if God says no, It would be worthwhile to ask why. James tells us that we we ask and don't receive because our motives are wrong. 
And so it may be a wonderful gift of prayer that as we ask what's really on our heart, what God will give to us is not what we want, but what we need. And will show us how our motives are impure or or our desires or plans are out of alignment with His. Maybe what we're asking for we think is a need and God has defined as a want. That's a tough one there. I don't know how to define. In, In the age of plenty, I don't know how to define need. In an age of plenty... I really have an extremely difficult time distinguishing between what is a need and what is a want. And I'm afraid God's working on me there. Or it may just be that it's just not God's desire or God's plan in God's wisdom. As good as it might seem to us and to everyone else, and this is most difficult, that when we ask for what we want... God says, no, trust me. Now, I do believe, though, that the key reason that God instructs us, that Jesus puts in this model prayer, that He commands us, ask for your daily bread, is so that we realize where our daily bread comes from. How fascinating it would be If like the Israelites, when they woke up for 40 years every morning, their daily bread was on their front yard. And they don't know where it came from or how it got there. I mean, they know from whom it came. But what if every morning we woke up and on our front yard were the resources that we needed for that day? What What a training that would be of excitement when we open the door. Of trust and dependence and freedom. Because it is a truth that runs throughout the scripture. That God is the one that provides everything that we have. From the very beginning. Out of nothing God created something. Out of nothing God created everything. And it's not that God just sort of got the ball rolling rolled it down and sort of now sits back and rocks in retirement. But that God is intimately connected with every aspect of His creation, making it continue to produce our daily bread. One of my favorite psalms is the 104th Psalm. You cause the grass to grow for the cattle and plants for people to use to bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the human heart, oil to make the face shine, and bread to strengthen the human heart. I mean, He even causes the grass to grow. Every blade of grass, the, the, the sustaining Spirit of God is causing to grow. The, the entire food chain God is intimately connected with sustaining it today. I mean, every chemical reaction where carbon dioxide then releases oxygen so that we can breathe, and every chemical reaction that turns oxygen into carbon dioxide so that plants can breathe, is an act of God. 
providing for us our daily bread. Jesus puts this as the number one petition because He knows it's closest to our heart, our basic needs, and so that we will be clear that everything that we have is from God. In this electronic age, that's even more harder for, for me. I mean, it's something that I need to be reminded of regularly because you know, I never see... I mean, our daily bread today is money. That's what helps provide this, the, what we barter and give in order to get our daily bread. And God provides that. You know, I hardly see money anymore. My paycheck goes right into the bank. And I use electronic transactions and credit cards to pay for almost everything. And so it just sort of happens and you even forget where it comes from. I have, I have a, a, a friend, a colleague, who every couple of years, one month, will only use cash. He'll go cash his paycheck and get cash out. And he'll only use cash to pay for the things that he pays for so that he really sees all the transactions that happen that enable him to simply live. I bet that most of you didn't even realize that the carpet you walked on this morning is brand new. This sanctuary was totally turned upside down. The old carpet was ripped out and new carpet was put in. Just one of those things that we don't even think about. That we just take for granted. And so Jesus puts as this petition first and foremost so that we will recognize the gifts, the gift giver, and that everything that we have is given, we receive from God. And, and our response is to be one of thanksgiving, of gratitude, of enjoyment, of contentment. The uh, rabbis of the, the first century even understood believed that judgment, there, there would be a, an aspect of judgment for all of God's creatures who didn't enjoy the things God gave them to enjoy. But that would be part of their judgment. Our response is to receive in gratitude, in joy, and in contentment. As Paul says, in poverty or in riches, to be content in God's blessings. The Proverbs, Proverbs 30, verse 8. Remove far from me, or no, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food that I need, or I shall be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I shall be poor and steal and profane the name of God. Give us this day our daily bread. Reminding us that God provides for our basic human need. Maybe the greatest challenge, the greatest word, greatest challenge for me is that daily. Now God, I'd like to have that monthly provision. That annual provision or maybe even better that lifetime annuity provision. 
Not the daily provision. But that's what Jesus calls us to ask for. What do we need for today? One of the ways that this is... I see this the most in me, that I've seen it in me and in others, is in parenting and having children. You know, when we were at that stage of having children and friends were, you know, there was really one question that you would answer before you would decide to have children or not. One, one question. Can you pay for college? Yeah, that was sort of the leading, guiding question. I'm like, that's crazy, isn't it? That that's how we decide whether or not, you know, we're ready to have children or not, that we have enough resources to pay for college, you know, in 18 or so many years. The good thing is that having children that are now, you know, into adolescence teaches me that that was the least of my worries when it comes to parenting. And then now I've moved not only to praying daily, Lord, help me be a father to love, to teach, to, to discipline in the ways of the Lord my, my children. But I pray that hourly now. <laughs> but to pray for our daily bread. And that we pray for us. It's not... He didn't tell us... God, give me my daily bread. Isn't it great in the the story of the manna that no matter what happened, in God's economy, there was equality. That everyone had what they needed. And every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, it moves us beyond our own personal protection and provision to the protection and provision of the world. I've shared with you before, one of the surest signs to me that there is a devil is the fact that people go hungry in this world of plenty. Because there are a bunch of people that have the heart that everyone should be fed and there's plenty of food. It's not a matter of production, it's a matter of distribution. And to me, that just shows there is a personal evil one who has a plan and is working to carry it out. Every time, just like we had in the prayer, in the interaction between God, when we pray this prayer, it takes us to the needs of the world. That we are asking God to provide for all what is needed. And those of us who have more than we need, that always has implications for us. This this week I got a water bill. And uh, inside the water bill was one of those inserts, you know, those little bitty blue sheets of paper. And it talked about the upcoming... Pandemic, influenza pandemic. I'm like, whoa, I'm out of touch. <laughs> Is there some pandemic? <clears throat> Maybe I'm not feeling so good after all. You know, what's happening? 
You know, and it goes through all the things that we're supposed to store or hoard or keep or have at our access in order to fight this possible influenza pandemic. And I'm, you know, I'm not that out of touch. I'm not that clueless, am I? <laughs> and I start to you know, feel things tighten up. And, well, gosh, do we have what we need to, for this possible pandemic? And then somewhere in there, God knocks me upside the head and says, Whoa, chill out. And I'm wondering, is this just another of those Y2K things? <laughs> Remember that? And then, begin to think, you know, this is just a possibility that there's some flu pandemic coming. But it's absolutely real and true that 4,000 children today under the age of five will die because they don't have clean drinking water. Now that's real. That's not a possibility. That is the reality against which we pray every time that we say, give us this day our daily bread. And my fear and trepidation and emotion should be much more in tune with the reality of that pain than the possibility of this pandemic. Give us this day our daily bread. Just as it challenges us, it challenges me. It also is great freedom, great comfort. I shared with you last week that, and I probably misspoke. I don't have a dance. I have glorified hand motions that go along with this prayer. And uh, I'll show you two pieces of that in, in a in a minute. Because the comfort here comes that God promises to provide what we need to do what God wants. Really key to see where the need and where the want is. God promises to provide what we need in order to do what God wants. What a, one, again, how encouraging with the Israelites, as clueless, as complaining, as childish and immature as they were, God provided for what they needed in the wilderness so that they would fulfill God's plan and make their way into the promised land. The same thing happens for us. In the, the part of the, the prayer where we pray God's will be done... On earth as it is in heaven. My, my hands are up, but then when I pray for God's will to be done on earth, I touch myself and everything within my grasp to say that this prayer is not some spiritual words, but it's reality. It's to be done in bricks and mortar, hands to hands, face to face, real life stuff. That we're praying for God's will to be done. And I'm overwhelmed. God, I can't do that. I, I can't even, I can barely be a husband and a father. And now you're calling me to this, this work 
a, a demanding work and a, a church in transition. No way. People depending upon, I, I can't do that. I cannot fulfill your kingdom. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I, I'm not energetic enough. I don't have the right stuff. And then, and then out of that time, then in, in the prayer, give us this day our daily bread. I hear God say, you're right. You're right, Drew. You're not. So hold out your hands. I'll give you what you need today to fulfill my kingdom. What you need today to fulfill my kingdom, I'll give that to you today. It's yours. And that's true for each one of us. For every place that we work, for every place that we go, for every calling that God has upon us. You are to work out God's kingdom there. And God promises to give you what you need to do it. For today. Just, just for today. Don't worry about tomorrow, as Jesus says. It has enough trouble of its own. Yesterday, Friday and Saturday, Friday night and Saturday, the, the elders, deacons, and, and the, the staff, the, those that, that God has called into leadership in this particular congregation, those that we're about to ordain and install in, in just a little bit, gathered for a retreat. And that was part of our, our plan of that retreat was to, to, to weave throughout it prayer. To, to start the, the Saturday in simple worship and adoration of God. To, to recognize, to, to, to act out before, uh, together, that falling on our knees and putting our hand out, give us our daily bread. We can't lead this church. You've got to do it through us. You've got to give it. We don't have what it takes. You've got to give us today. What it takes. We meet on Tuesday nights at the House of Joy in the vestibule of House of Joy at 6 o'clock. And there we do the same thing for, for our community. Folks from here, folks from House of Joy, other churches in the community. And we pray for our daily bread, for the neighborhood. For businesses to flourish, for schools to flourish, for the leaders and the servants of the community to, to be used to meet the needs of the community, for the churches to be faithful to the gospel. We acknowledge our dependence upon God right there for everything in every day. Now we handed out last Sunday, and I'm sure you all brought them with you, this Sunday, prayer journals. Those that weren't here last Sunday, there's more still in the atrium. And, and my hope for you on this page is that you will, will list what are the things that God is calling you to do that you don't have what it takes to do, which basically should be everything. <laughs> that, that you will list on there the things for you that are your daily bread. And I shared with you what they are for me. What are they for you? Where is the place that you are on your knees, hands outstretched? Lord, give me my daily bread 
as the ushers get ready to take up the offering, musicians get in place. I invite you to be listing those things even now. What does it mean for you today, right now, to fall on your knees in dependence upon God to provide for your basic needs? Amen.